right here. Welcome back to the Family Feud Sports Podcast. I'm talking about some fantasy football in our special Fantasy Feud Sports segment. Top players to pick up off the waiver wire this week. And Mr. Allen Dell, you just talked about the Arizona Cardinals potentially bouncing back under your boy, the, the, the chosen one, the glory child that is Josh Rosen. He's your top pickup off the waivers this week, or no? Are, are you looking to get Josh Rosen and stash him on your bench or start him? Well, I, I'm going to take him over Baker Mayfield. I know Mayfield's going to start, but uh, – Over Josh Allen, too? I have my question marks about – I'll tell you what, if Josh Allen is not careful, he's going to wind up on the sideline. You saw that leaping – that leap that he took for a first down, you can't do that in the NFL. Look what happened to Garoppolo. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to try to get that extra inch in. He could have gone out of bounds. He didn't. Now he's, he's out for the year again. Uh, that's really going to hurt his uh, progress as a player. Yeah. I don't know if John, Josh Rosen is going to light it up. I think he's going to be an improvement. I don't think he's playing for a great coach and staff. As I said, uh, Steve Wilkes, uh, his only experience as a head coach has been at Savannah State. So if you consider that a good resume, that, that's fine. Well, let me let me give this from a guy. You covered your fair share of the NCAA football over the years. The Godfather over here, Mr. Allen Dell, and and you specifically made it a point last season to watch a lot of UCLA games because you were a huge fan of Josh Rosen. So, what do you like about this kid coming in? Why do you, why do you think he's in a position to succeed as opposed to the number one pick in the draft? He, he throws the best ball out of the the four quarterbacks that were picked in the first round. He's very smart. He can read defenses. The only knock on him, really, he's been hurt a few times. Some people claim he might be a little injury prone. I don't know. That's yet to be determined. Hopefully it won't. But he throws a beautiful pass. If you looked in the game last week uh, when he got in there and completed three in a row, uh, his, his pass was right on target. Help him out a little bit. Uh, yeah, you watch the tape on Rose, and I agree. He's, he's got a very accurate arm, and he can throw it deep, too. So I, I, I like him being a much better option in that offense than Sam Bradford. I, th- I think you're going to see increased production all around from all the guys in the Arizona. Maybe David Johnson needs to get a few touches and get a little help, too. Well, I think you'll see opponents stacking the box less against David Johnson with more respect to Josh Rosen as a passer, and I think you're going to see that already. It's going to benefit Johnson. It's going to benefit Fitzgerald and, and – Maybe he checks down more to Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end. Uh, I think a very good upside tight end pick. The tight end position has been so spread thin this year in fantasy football through three weeks. Ricky Seals-Jones, not a bad guy to pick up and even start if you're in a bad position this week heading into week four. I, I think that you, I'm going to give you five guys at each position real quick as we, we're going to talk about quarterback first now that we're on Josh Rosen here. Is the, the five guys on my list, the, the top – and I'm talking about – you're in a fantasy football league, whether it's 10, 12, 14 teams or more. I'm looking at players that are less than 50% owned on ESPN Fantasy Football. And Andy Dalton makes the list. I mean, look, going into last week's game, I know he threw four picks against the Panthers, but Andy Dalton under Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, he came in mid-year last season. Since then, Dalton going into last week's game against Carolina, 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Even with the bad game, he's sitting at 33 touchdowns and 13 interceptions with Bill Lazor as the Bengals' offensive coordinator. 
and he's going to have to throw the ball a lot more. You're going you're gonna to have to deal with the picks because Mixon's out. A.J. Green got banged up in that game, which forced him to, to force, some th- force some throws out there, uh, including one to John Ross that he definitely shouldn't have thrown. The last interception was on a Hail Mary at the end. So I like Andy Dalton if you need help at quarterback. As a bye week fell in, we've got a couple teams on bye now heading into week four. And Ryan Tannehill, I mean, the, the Miami, Miami Dolphins, Miami Magic, whatever you want to call that, they're 3-0. Maybe that doesn't continue, but this offense has a ton of playmakers, and Adam Gase is – he, he, he was kind of known as being that kind of offensive mastermind coming into this team. And he had Jay Cutler at quarterback last year. And, and now he's got Ryan Tannehill, who's done well as a starting quarterback. He's been injury prone, but as long as he stays healthy and, and stays upright, Tannehill's a guy who's increased his scoring each of the first three weeks, going from 14 to 17 to 26 against Oakland. He's thrown, what's it, seven touchdowns, two interceptions on the season. You see the guy, Joaquin, Joaquin Grant, Albert Wilson, not to mention guys like Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Kenyon Drake with a, a big upside at running back, even though their run game was pretty limited, if not uh, if not minimal at all, just, just non-existent this past week. But they still got the win over Oakland, and they're playing at a New England team that hasn't been playing very well on defense this year. So a big game for Miami at New England. You see New England getting back in the wing column in this one. What, what do you think about Tannehill as a, as a prospect moving forward? Well, he, he's got a lot of question marks, as he have, he's had before. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. They get their chance to prove something by going up to New England if they can hang on. But uh, Bill Belichick's now had three games to, to try to clear up the garbage, so to speak, clean things up, and uh, this, they're, they're going to be tough in this game. Uh, the, the three quarterbacks after Dalton and Tannehill that I like, and I'm not saying that I would take those two first, is the three rookies that are now going to be starting. You know, Rosen going into his first week as starter along with Mayfield, and then Josh Allen looking very impressive in the win against the Vikings this past week. Those five quarterbacks are be the top five that I target that are all owned in less than 50% of leagues. I like Baker Mayfield, number one. I think he has the highest upside. They got a lot of talent in that offense. You saw Tyrod Taylor was just not making the throws that he needed to make. He was not being accurate. Baker Mayfield, known for his accuracy. He can also run the ball a little bit, too, just like Josh Allen. They both offer that rushing ability that can get you some extra fantasy points. So out of those three guys, I rank Mayfield one. I'll put Josh Allen two in a very close third would be Rosen. Rosen has more passing ability, in my opinion, than Josh Allen does. We're going to see how that plays out. How would you rank those three rookies, Mayfield, Allen, and Rosen, going forward? Uh, I'd have Rosen, May, uh, Mayfield, and Allen. Okay, so Josh Allen lower on your list I mean, than mine. Just He had one game where he got everyone excited. Let, let's just calm down a little bit. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, if, if, if you look at Josh Allen, I mean, he had 13 points in his first start against the Chargers, 27.7. That's a lot of fantasy points for a rookie yeah. against the Vikings D. He's, he's, he's got some good matchups coming up on the schedule. His bye week's not until week 11. So if you need – if you got an injured quarterback, let's say you had Garoppolo on your team or you need some help – I don't think Josh Allen's a bad speculative play right there. Maybe even picking up two of these rookies off the waivers and seeing what happens. I like those upside picks to think long-term about your season. In terms of running back, I mean, it, it's it's so spread thin. A lot of the guys uh, that are available are just, if you're in a PPR league, guys like Buck Allen, Javorius Allen for the Ravens, Naheem Hines for the Indianapolis Colts. These guys aren't starters but they have some potential. Chris Ivory might get some extra work with LaShawn McCoy's injury. We're not sure if he's going to be back yet. One guy that I would look to stash, maybe not this week, but in the coming weeks, would be Donta Foreman. 
is the running back for the Houston Texans. Lamar Miller has not looked that good this year. His backup, Alfred Blue, has looked even worse. Foreman was a guy who was expected to be the starter, but he was put on the PUP list with a bad injury during the offseason. So once he comes back in week six, he's a guy that could eventually start within a few weeks for the Houston Texans that could be playing a lot of junk time catching up in games this season. And then Aaron Jones, the guy that I drafted, uh, he, he was my 12th pick of the draft. I, I was higher on him than a lot of people thought even they should have drafted, but he's a guy that could easily take over the Green Bay backfield. Looked very explosive this past weekend for the Green Bay in their loss of the Redskins. And if they're nursing a lead and they're running the ball more, he's a guy that could get a lot of serious burn out there. As a pickup, how about Chris Ivory, the Buffalo running back? Yeah. He carried the ball 20 times for 56 yards, scored three passes on four targets over the Vikings. So let's not count him out. He's an old, old war horse. Uh, I, I, I mentioned him, but he's, he, you know, I, you know, I didn't talk, talk too much because it's all about LaShawn McCoy. And as it stands right now, Coach Sean McDermott said on Monday that McCoy's rib injury is making good progress. So it's kind of a little bit of a vague optimism, according to ESPN reports there. But they're going to release their first injury report Wednesday. Uh, if you want, if you need running back help that bad, I, I would take a flyer on Ivory, and and then if it's if it's shown that McCoy is going to play, drop Ivory and pick up someone else. The guy you mentioned, the fifth running back to include there is Wendell Smallwood for the Eagles, right? right. It's a guy that's done things in the past before. Yeah, he, he had eight over eighteen fantasy points this past week in PPR. Had a touchdown, had ten carries. But like I said, Darren Sproles and Jay Ajayi are both expected to at least be back at practice this week, and if they're both healthy, those are the two guys that you want to have in your lineups right there. There. Any talk on uh, San Francisco fullback? Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk. Fantasy points, uh, you know, not he, a bad day for uh, a, a no-name, so to speak. That, that's 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 a good one right there. Kyle Juszczyk. I own Matt Breda and Alfred Morris both. I drafted Jarek McKinnon, so I've had a lot of stock in, in San Francisco running backs this year. The injury to Garoppolo benefits the San Francisco running backs, but – Matt Breda and Alfred Morris are both on the injury report this week, both questionable. Matt Breda has a hyperextended knee. Alfred Alfred Morris has an ankle injury, a little bit more minor of an injury. They both could play. If they both don't play or if one of them doesn't play, Kyle Juszczyk is a great option. Well, here's a, what, do you, what happens now with the new quarterback? You know, he's going to be his favorite target. C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard targeted Carlos Hyde and Kyle Juszczyk on more than 50% of his passes last year. He targeted Juszczyk on almost 35% of his passes in that offense last year under the same coordinator slash head coach and Kyle Shanahan. So absolutely, Juszczyk is on my list, although I'm going to wait to see what happens with Breda and Morris before I pick him off the waivers. He's a guy that if he's still available later in the week, let's say Thursday or Friday, and Matt Breda's ruled out, I would consider check maybe throwing him in my flex since I am very thin at running back myself. Uh, receivers real quick, uh, just looking at well, who's available. Receivers, ESPN leaves, like I said, less than 50% available. It, it's, it gets a little bit thin. John Brown is owned in less than 50% of leagues. If he's, I picked him up a few weeks ago off the waivers. He, he's a great option. He's had more than 13 fantasy points in every game this season. His receptions are going up every game. His yards per target, yards per catch are ridiculously high with Joe Flacco. And the Ravens offense has been putting up a lot of points in the last eight weeks dating back to last season. 
Uh, Devontae Parker came back for the Dolphins this past week. He looked okay. He could be a speculative ad on the waivers. Calvin Ridley, if he's not owned. Chris Godwin, if he's not owned. You definitely got to add those guys. Geronimo Allison. These, like these guys are all owned in our league. We're in a 12-team league. Mike Williams, another one. If, if, if Tyler Boyd, if those guys aren't owned, you got to go after those guys. Jakeem Grant's not owned, neither is Albert Wilson. Which one would you rather have? That's the question. Uh, I think I'll take Jakeem Grant. Yeah, he leads the team in targets so far this year. Uh, he, he's limited in terms of what he's actually done because he's only had two catches in each of the last two games, but he's putting up the points with his touches. If they, if they continue to use him more, Adam Gase, then he's, he's electric. He's electric with the ball in his hands, to, to say the least. I like Albert Wilson. They brought him in from the Chiefs. Yeah, he had a, he had a big preseason. This guy has scored seven points in his first First fantasy game, scored 13.5 in week two, 21.5 in week three. The more I look at these two guys, the more I kind of want to pick them up and, and see what they can do. Even though wide receiver is very deep, I like Taylor Gabriel as a pickup this week. I, I think that he's at Anthony Miller's hurt in the Chicago offense. I think Taylor Gabriel, he had 10 targets last week. If he continues to see that many targets, he's a burner. He's going to break one off for a long touchdown, as you saw him do with the Falcons last year. He's another guy I like a lot. And looking at the rest, Christian Kirk, we talked about Arizona's offense. He was the guy that Josh Rosen was looking for last week yeah. when he came in the game. Christian Kirk is the rookie wide receiver for Arizona. He's looking good right now. He had a career high 90 yards off eight targets, caught seven of those eight targets. So those are some guys that I would definitely look at off the waivers this week for receivers. And then one more I'm going to throw out there is Antonio Callaway, another rookie receiver. Burner. He, he was wide open for two touchdown passes. Tyrod threw, overthrew him on one in the first half on Thursday Night Football. Baker Mayfield, much more accurate arm, likes to throw it deep. He could find a new favorite target in Callaway. Callaway had 10 targets himself this past week. So a, a lot of talent and potential available there off the waivers for wide receivers. Such a deep position, especially if you're playing in PPR. I mean, even other guys like you talk about Tavon Austin for the Cowboys. He's listed as a running back and receiver. He's a big play threat. Uh, Ryan Grant from the Colts is looking pretty consistent. He's at over 10 points in two out of three weeks. Uh, your boy, Ted Ginn. I mean, he's another guy that's, that's still hanging around. Yeah, he's Two up and down for you? He's a, de de he's a desperation guy, and maybe he'll get you seven or eight points on a good day. All right, so we're going to move on, and we're going to wrap it up here on our, our Waiver Wire Wonders of the Week in our Fantasy Feud Sports edition on the Family Feud Sports podcast say that five times fast you're looking at a guy who we saw last night for the Pittsburgh Steelers Vance McDonald let's not forget this guy had 10 catches for over 150 yards in the playoffs against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, Ricky Seals Jones Arizona I think you're going to see an uptick in targets a check down option for Josh Rosen the rookie coming in there and Ricky Seals Jones one of the most athletic tight ends in the league Dallas Goddard the rookie tight end for the Eagles, two tight ends could potentially thrive in that offense for Carson Wentz. He targeted Goddard at least eight times in the last game. Goddard had seven catches, 70-plus yards, and a touchdown. He's a very good pickup off the waivers, and maybe somebody lost faith on Jack Doyle like they did in our league, and he's going to be coming back this week of the next off waivers. Jack Doyle for the Colts had over 100 targets last season. I think he's a, he's a good pickup if he's still available in your league. Tyler Eifert, is, if he's available in your league for the Bengals, another good pickup right there uh, I would say maybe a, a last one is a guy on your bench Benjamin Watson you be hanging on to him huh yeah I might I might have to start him this week and unless I pick up a tight end uh, you're, you're you're digging deep to pick up some guys I mean uh, that Dallas he's he's tempting. Dallas Goddard he's, he, he was South 20. Dakota State he's a guy that's that's been looked at as having that talent there's a reason why he was drafted that high 
even though they have Zach Ertz considered one of the top tight well, ends. The only problem is they're going up against Tennessee, which right now it's only three games ranked first against tight ends. So, yeah, Well, that's, that's, that's a good point to make right there. They gave up 4.8 points to tight ends last week, seven the week before, and 2.1 the week before. So. Yeah, be interested. Well, they, they did play the Jags this past week, and, and they played the Dolphins, who had a rookie tight end in Jacecki. So maybe it's the maybe it's the team. Sometimes when you look at those numbers, you got to look at that, especially so early in the season. You got to look at who they play. They play the Texans, who don't really have a clear cut top tight end either. Maybe the Eagles have much more success with the tight ends because Carson Wentz threw more than half of his pass attempts to tight ends this past week. Well, Twenty. Here's, here's a question: If you're playing in a deep league and you're you're hurting a quarterback, well, what about Eli Manning? Is he <laughs> 19, points last week. If you're gonna throw him out there, what about Joe Flacco? Yeah, good old Joe. Yeah, Eli. Joe Ma- the plumber. Eli Manning. I, I, I don't. I would never trusted him as a fantasy quarterback. I'll, I'll tell you I that had much. Him one year he broke my heart every week. Yeah, that's a, exactly. So just like he has many other fantasy owners, and then just wrapping up here with the defense. Looking at top pickups for defense is the three ones that I have on my radar this week. If the Chargers are owned, I would rush to grab them. They're playing against C.J. Beathard and the Niners at home. The other two that I have that are owned in less than 12% of leagues are the Seahawks. They've been going up in production each of the three weeks. They had a very good outing at home against the Cowboys this past week. The Seahawks are playing at Arizona against the first-time starting rookie quarterback Josh Rosen. Turnovers could be galore in that game. And then the Green Bay Packers, who are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills. Another rookie quarterback, Packers at home against the Bills. I'm happy if I get any of those three defenses to start this week. And I'm all about streaming defenses because I missed out on the Bears a few weeks back. But I still think it's better to play the matchups and stream defenses every week as a fantasy owner. Even just a a last-second flyer when it comes to defense, just a team that's, what, owned in, let's see here, Indianapolis Colts are owned in 0.3% of leagues. Their defense has actually played above expectations this year. They've had at least five fantasy points in all three of their games. They play at home against the Texans. The Texans haven't been so hot on offense. They've been a little turnover prone themselves. And then I'm going to – two other teams that maybe if those others aren't available, you got the Jets at the Jaguars. I don't – I'm not a a Blake Bortles believer. And the Saints are at the Giants. And you're talking about Eli Manning, a guy that likes to turn the ball over himself. I I like those other pickups. But Chargers, Packers, Seahawks, in any order you want to put those three teams, I think they could be the three highest scoring fantasy defenses of this week. Like I said, we're in a 12-team PPR league, so we're looking at guys own in less than 50% of leagues. I'm in my Josh Rosen mode. There's my my suggestion. It's going to be the big surprise. I, I think for a guy like yourself, you got Aaron Rodgers. You took him early in, in our draft. You, you're a guy who needs a good backup quarterback. So the fact you're going for Rosen says you got some faith in the young kid over there. Uh, that, that pretty much wraps it up here for our weekly Fantasy Feud Sports edition. We did our NFL recap earlier in the previous segment. This is powered by the Family Feud Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell the mad journalist with me as always the godfather mr allen dell you can catch mr allen dell at adell sports on twitter that's a d e l l sports on twitter you can catch me at mad journalist on twitter that's m a d d journalist mad journalist with two d's we'll be back later this week with our college 
Insider Weekly Edition with The Godfather. And, and my doing bum of the week. Couple of The them. Godfather's bum of the week and our NFL quick picks later in the week, picking every game against the spread. Hopefully I do a little bit better this week. Thank God I'm not actually putting money on these games. Let's just say that. And I want to see a little more Fitzmagic at least one more week. One more week of Fitzmagic, then a bye week, and then back to some uber groping with Jameis Winston. How about that? <laughs> but y'all don't say that.